Welcome to the Daughters of the Road podcast. In this space, we envision cultivating a community that inspires, empowers, and supports women in motorsports culture. Everyone has a propensity for greatness, and really I think that just takes passion to fuel it. And if we can be that source of inspiration for them finding their passion, then I think we really have done our job in elevating the industry as a whole. We seek to engage in lifelong adventure, create perpetual bonds between sisters, and really hone in the skills necessary for navigation throughout life. I'm Kristen. And I'm Brandy. And we are Daughters, Daughters of the Road. So we've taken a brief hiatus while our uh, team has gone on the road for the summer, uh, but we're back and we're ready to bring you all the exciting conversation and we've really got some powerhouses on. I'm super stoked because today we have Lindsay Hoffman. Uh, she's the total package, really. She's incredibly smart, ambitious, kind, generous, all the things, badass on a motorcycle. So we're very excited to have her. She's the original founder of the Las Vegas Litas. She pounds out an average of 10 to 15,000, sometimes more miles a year. And she has gone global on her motorcycle and other motorcycles, um, including dirt. So that's exciting. Um, Brandy, I know you've known her a little bit longer, so. Yeah, she's no stranger to dirt, even when we have to go off-road on our Harleys, like last weekend, which we'll get into. Beyond creating connections in the motorcycle community, she also serves as a physician assistant in order to create happy and healthy lives in all aspects of that sense. Thank you, Lindsay, for being joining us today, and we're stoked not only to have you here, but to ride alongside you in life. Oh, thank you. So let's jump right in. It's exciting to be here. Thank you. <laughs> what um, got you started in riding motorcycles? Oh, man. Um, nothing specific. I didn't grow up with motorcycles. I wasn't really exposed to that culture or scene. Um, but I think it's more just seeing women on in movies and TV riding motorcycles. And that inspired me to want to pursue that because I always want to try new things. I always want to, you know, jump into like honing my skills and whatever it might be. Um, and man, there's, there's lots of influences in, in movies and film that kind of sparked that. Like what, what specifically? Yeah. I, remember, I think I remember you putting a comment on somebody's oh, Instagram yeah. post. And I that was like, was, really? Um, I think, uh, I know it's kind of a weird, um, one of my favorite movies is Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. That was it, yes. And the total badass Lizbeth rode this, like, uh, vintage cafe racer, just, like, killed it on it. And I'm like, I want that kind of bike. And I love, you know, how she just, I don't know. It was just, she's aggressive. Um, and who else? There's, <laughs> I loved Grey's Anatomy and one of the main surgeons in the show, I think, uh, Christina, Christina Yang. She rode a bike to work. I'm like, dang, it's a, it's a freaking cardiothoracic surgeon riding to work on a motorcycle. So I'm like, <laughs> so I cool. can do that. <laughs> I love that. And, and um, how long have you been riding exactly? Um, about 10 years, I think, since 2013. I mean, I, I picked up uh, my first bike was a little Kaos, uh, Ninja um, like a 250. Yeah. And I rode that around for like a month. And I'm like, I, I was not properly taught you know how to ride at that point I never drove a stick shift anything like that so 
it was tough for me to like get used to with the height too. I, I it was lowered, but you know, I'm a I'm a shorty, so it was it, it was tough for me to ride around. So I kind of gave up after that, and then took maybe a little year hiatus, and then um, decided you know I realized Harley's were a lot lower, um, so instead of going the cafe racer route, which is my, you know, originally my dream to ride those. Um, they're just a little taller usually. So once I sat on a Harley, I'm like, oh, I can, you know, sit flat foot on the ground. And I felt more, more confident on that. But it wasn't until I took the course at Harley that really, you know, boosted my confidence on the road. So, um, you know, that's how I kind of, after that, I was just, you know, riding as much as possible and, Soul rides, riding with other people, um, but really more soul rides because I didn't know anybody, um, you know, that road except, you know, a um, couple guys. So it was rare that I could just like get out and ride with them. So I mostly started riding um, on my own. Um, but that's when the Lita's got formed and um, um, I just stumbled upon it on Instagram and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I can meet other people and, you know, see, see what's out there. And, um, there was five girls in Vegas that all, um, you know, applied to, um, start the leaders in, in the Vegas chapter. And, um, you know, we met up, everything was great, but, um, you know, we did a couple rides, you know, a couple little meetups. Um, one of our, we had a big first ride out to Valley of Fire and there was a good turnout of like 12 or 15 people. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. but like, I think the only a few of us actually rode out to Valley of Fire. <laughs> so, um, it was, it was hard to like reel in everybody. I don't know how you guys do it with, <laughs> with SimCity Moto Girls. Um, but Actually, the five of the five founders, I think I'm the only one that still rides. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. that's true. The, it sure. just fizzled out. It was it was tough. Um, there's I know for sure three or three of the other girls sold their bikes, don't ride. One of them probably still rides, but she just doesn't have a bike right now. So um, yeah, I just think it kinda... was just more the idea of riding that the, mm -hmm. everybody like got on the Lita's thing. And yeah, then... and right. That's cool. I mean, yeah. you find sources of inspiration, and For then sure. as long as you can cultivate the connections and like keep it keep it going, everybody's on the same page. That's the huge part. Yeah, so everybody has to be on the same page. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I'm people super have their thankful. own journeys. Yeah, yeah, and I'm super thankful for it because otherwise, yeah, that's if, how if Lindsay didn't you and start that. That's how we started riding together. And... Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. We actually met through the Lita's chapter. Yep. Of Vegas. And that's how, like, yeah, me, you, Cindy, Malik. Yep. It was a yeah. few of us. Like, Seriously. that's how we all linked up. Mm -hmm. If it wouldn't have been for her doing that, like, we wouldn't have met each other. I said, uh, probably eventually because, like, we yeah. love motorcycles. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Super yeah, that was early that. on. That was, what, 2014, 15? Probably. Yeah. I would say probably 2015 because it was yeah. 2016 we took everybody to, um, Babes right out, remember? Oh, that's right. Twenty sixteen? Yes. I think so. Cause seventeen we all went to Stur we went to Sturges. Was it seventeen or eighteen? I, I don't I know. I know. I don't remember. It's like it's like pre pandemic, <laughs> yeah. post pandemic yeah, at that point. So everything like <laughs> Yeah. Was that the no, it wasn't Sturgis, it was Milwaukee that the Iron Lilies met with you guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. That's right. Too. Was that twenty yeah. sixteen? Yeah. 
We went oh. to 2016 and we went to Milwaukee 2016. I have no idea. That's Everything when, runs together. Yeah, <laughs> that's when we met. Sturgis 86 or 88? I can't remember which one. I don't remember. I don't know. We've either. done so much. I know. Wait, because 81. What is this past year? 86. This past year was 86, right? No. 83. What? No, no. This year this was 83. 83. Oh, yeah. then where yeah. am I? I'm in the future. <laughs> we can go again in 86. I'm down. <laughs> where was I? Okay. But yeah, um, it was. I think I want to say 2016, 2017, yeah. because know. then we, the, when we went to Milwaukee, then that summer we went to Born Free and we met them. Remember? Yes. We went and met her, Giselle. Mm -hmm. That's that's the time we. That's first right. Went up. Um, that was 2017. Yes. Yeah. Letitia. Yes, that was yeah. so awesome. We met everybody that year. Laney. Yeah. yeah. And then Laney moved here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So awesome. So you started out on a ninja and then you got to Harley's. <laughs> and I know just recently, literally probably last week, right? You got another Harley? Yes. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, well, I was on my street bob for five years, put over 50,000 miles on it. Um, and I love that bike. Never gave me an issue. Such a perfect bike for me. Um, but, you know. I was getting the itch to step it up, and I've been eyeing the Lowrider ST for a long, long time. Well, since it came out, definitely the Lowrider S I've been eyeing. And then I love the fairing on the ST, so I'm like, you know, this is this. I tried to, you know, I test rode it with Brandy um, a few weeks ago, and that sold me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I could do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I. Uh, I've got a couple things I have to do like financially in the future that, you know, um, it's constantly a work. Yeah. In it's always like, Oh man, can I swing this? But, uh, yeah, I gotta, I have to get a new vehicle like coming up before the end of the year. And then I'm also, I want to put solar on my house cause the mm. damn energy bills are brutal, but mm -hmm. yeah, I'm like, I need a new bike. That's priority. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yellow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Bikes before homes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Shout out to Red Rock Harley. Brandy. Yes. yes. Took her on a, a test ride. Yes. And then uh, how was that process for you over there? It was great. You know, I, um, um, I always love supporting Red Rock. You know, it's a great, everyone's so nice there. So, um, yeah, it was a good Who experience. Who did you work with? Demi. Demi. Demi oh, sold cute. the bike. Demi's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, where'd you come from? Because <laughs> she's new there, I guess. Yeah. Like a yeah. month. Mm -hmm. She um, just moved here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. From, yeah, California. from California. And um, she actually lives out by me out in Henderson. So Perfect. I'm like, we got to ride. You know, that'd be fun. Because I, I asked her, I'm like, you live out by Henderson. Why don't you, you know, apply to Henderson? But she likes the Oh yeah, we so, all love Red Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, and she did. She she uh, interviewed with all three dealerships. I oh, just okay. barely found this out. I actually got to do some little one-on-one -on -one time with her um, at Dave's Hot Chicken, and uh, she was telling me she's like, yeah, I interviewed with Vegas, Henderson, and Red Rock. She was like, and just I had like a good vibe at Red Rock. I was like, hell yeah, I'm so, yeah. Like, I'm so stoked that you picked Red Rock because yeah. we have a great team, and she's gonna be a huge asset. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah, awesome. for sure. I've only had a few interactions, but I, I totally agree. And I love yeah, that there's great. like a little cool community building there. Yeah, yeah. And like all the girls ride now at the dealership. Mm -hmm. It's so rad. So anybody that's on the floor, I mean, there's not a single person that's working the sales floor that doesn't actually ride. Um, our service department, all the boys ride. Yeah. Our 
The only one we got to get is motor clothes. Motor clothes, yeah. we need to get some. The girls have their license. They just haven't pulled the gun or trigger. <laughs> yeah. Pulled the gun. Oh. <laughs> haven't awesome. pulled the trigger on um, buying their bikes. But oh, everybody yeah. has got their endorsement. Everybody's been through uh, Riding Academy. So yeah. it's pretty rad. I like how there's so many team. women that work there, too. I mean, not that that swayed me at all, but I think it's pretty cool that, you know, it, you can they can relate to you a little more when, especially in the sales department. Um, and yeah, it was nice to have Demi kind of um, lead the way on that, on that interaction. Journey. Heck yeah. yeah. So um, you said you're a shorty. Lindsay, how tall are you? Because <laughs> I see manhandle bikes a lot like Kristen, like oh, you guys man. are shorties, but there's not anything I haven't seen you guys both jump on and just take <sighs> off. So why did you choose the ST? Did you feel confident in it? Do you um, feel confident in it? Yeah. And how tall are you? I would say early on, I would never have ridden this bike. But, you know, after riding bikes for years, um, I feel more confident. Um, but yeah, I'm five. I'm just under five, two, <laughs> barely <laughs> scraping five, two. So I'm often wearing platform shoes. <laughs> just give me a little edge. Um, but it's uh it's a great bike i um i mean i could still reach my toes to the ground but uh or if i want to put two feet down but usually i just put one foot down and um and that's you know as long as you can balance that way um still getting used to the weird fairing how it's you know uh the connect the stable fairing where it's not attached to yeah. the to your bars to the yeah because you've always it's ran a, weird. a fairing, but Memphis Shade something that's connected to Yeah, you. something that turns with the bars. With the bars. Yeah. yeah, the forks. That's, yeah. that's yeah, it's so true. It's, it's kind of like a, a mind game yeah. trying to get used to it. But once you get used to it, it's like, oh, that should have been there in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm like, can I clear this car, like, turning? Um, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's so true about having to learn balance on the bikes. I think that makes you even better of a rider just being able to put one foot down have your foot on the brake yeah. or being able to strategically exit a situation if you need to i feel like um right it just gives oh. you a faster response time really absolutely i i see that because putting two feet down does take a few extra milliseconds and you know that could cost you um so it's it's nice to be able to just stop throw one foot down if you have to and then keep going but yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome. So you didn't get to go to Sturgis with us, unfortunately, oh, I know. but that's okay because you still went abroad <laughs> and went riding motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. How was that trip? Such a surreal experience. I mean, going out to Iceland um, was always on top of my bucket list and I didn't expect to go there and ride motorcycles. I always just thought, okay, I'm going to go and drive around the island and visit all the waterfalls and see the wild horses <laughs> and... Um, but, uh, I signed up for a trip through a moto tour called, uh, ride with locals, Iceland, and, um, they plan everything for you. Um, it was a three day tour of the Southern highlands of Iceland. So it's, uh, basically a lot of the glacier area and, um, where all of the ancient volcanoes, um, now have craters full of ice blue water. Um, there's a lot of, um, uh, uh, hot springs and thermal, um, thermal energy. They use a lot of thermal energy out there. It's very energy efficient. Um, 
and waterfalls in every direction, canyons hidden, you know, you'll be driving along and all of a sudden there's a big canyon with waterfalls in every direction. Oh it's my just God. insane. So dreamy. It really is <clears throat> just black sand. Um, that was, th- I'm not so used to riding dirt or off-road. Um, I do have a dual sport, but she doesn't get taken out as much as my road bikes, but um, um, I signed up for this either way. I'm like, I'm going to see this country. I don't care. But yeah. uh, And I was... feel like seeing it on a motorcycle is a completely different experience than having to right. go around on a tour bus or renting yep. a car or something. Exactly. Like, you can just see so much more, especially in a place like that. Yeah. And you get to smell everything and feel everything yeah. on a motorcycle. It's so different. Well, and there was no, no one else around. It's just our group in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the country you wouldn't be able to see those places in a car um yeah i just it, having no tourists around was a big plus obviously i stayed in the city a couple nights and that's such a Reykjavik is just an awesome city i i i want to go back and spend more time do more exploring up in the northern part of the island but uh there's so much to see there it's really it's just like a primal um it's they filmed Game of Thrones there, you know, they filmed yeah. um, Lord of the Rings. So it's just a, a crazy, visually stunning place. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, what motorcycles were you able to rent and how was how are the motorcycles? Um, well, they don't rent them out. So okay. there's nowhere there that rents motorcycles. Um, so you have to sign up for these tours. It's just too risky for them to, you know, rent out motorcycles, especially for off-road. Oh, yeah. Um, So they do the tours and they offer a wide array of different dual sport type um, motorcycles. So there's, uh, I had a Honda CRF 300, which is the smallest bikes they had because I was worried about the height. Yeah, those are great bikes though. They're amazing. I definitely took took a whole day to get used to the height and uh, getting on and off the bike especially. (laughs) And they often have Huskies, they have KTMs. so they, they have a good array of bikes based on, you know, your skill level and, and um, you know, high, you know uh, what you're used to, I guess. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. And that's not the first time you've traveled abroad for a motorcycle trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your other one. Um, well, the other big one was Thailand. I went there um, in 2019 in December, right before the pandemic. <laughs> um, and... Uh, it was insane. It was great. It was it was amazing in a whole different way. That was more of a road tour, um, five days um, through Thailand Moto Tours, and um, they planned everything. And it's not just you know you're it's not just riding. You're you're actually every day you have a different excursion that we do too. So there was um, we we start off in Chiang Mai and um, take this beautiful loop up in the northern part of Thailand and uh, through the mountains and there's strawberry fields that you stop at there's the long neck tribe that um, we took boats out to like with all the rings oh my god it's crazy that's a real thing yeah it is I know I was like (laughs) we're really going to this magical place um but let's see what else um we did cliff jumping like in this uh cave um, there's, you know, all different cave systems out there. Um, Did you ride an elephant? 
<laughs> oh no do not ride the elephants <laughs> but we did play with elephants we, nice. we got to see them but yeah you definitely don't want to ride them because i feel like that would be i think yeah. it's a, i thought i've seen them like do the trunk thing where like they roll you up in their trunk or something oh my gosh i'd be <laughs> yeah. scared as crap i wouldn't do it but yeah I've seen it on TV. yeah i think they've strayed away from all the human interaction to keep them you know protected and that's um, good so yeah it's there's a lot of rescues out there for the elephants because, you know, they're in circuses and mm. in horrible situations. So there's more refuges now that save these elephants from, you know, being paraded around in the streets and having, you know, kids jump on them. And, and yeah. so they there's more sanctuaries now for them. And that was beautiful. How about awesome. the food? How the was food that? was good. You know, I, I loved it. Um, I'm trying to think. It's very cheap, so you can get a full meal for like three dollars. I mean, it's great. Awesome. It's goals. <laughs> so great. I know to retire out there would be smart. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and so, what bike did you ride there? Um, I had a little Honda Rebel there because um, they actually did have the CRFs, um, but back then I I didn't feel comfortable riding a taller bike. So, um, but they had the the Honda Rebels too. So. Um, it's a little, it's small, but it was fun. You know, it did the job. So a fun fact about Lindsay that I don't know if you know, but um, she's a huge animal like savior. Like she's rescued her <laughs> dogs. Like she's huge on animals and Turtles. taking care of them. Yeah. She's got a snake. Like she's yeah. got all kinds of reptiles and <laughs> stuffs. But yeah, I think that's kind of cool. We were talking about the elephants. I could feel like her passion about like taking care of them. So that's super oh nice. yeah, that it was so nice to interact with with elephants there. But yeah, I rescued Kona, my my little Jindo Sheba mix. Um, <laughs> she actually came from the dog meat trade in uh, South Korea. Oh so, wow! Yeah, I, and I. You know, I, I learned about it back when the Olympics were held in South Korea, and there's a lot of Olympians kind of um, shedding light on that whole situation. Um, and I'm like, I had no idea. And at the time, I had a Shiba Inu, and all the dogs looked like him. And I was like, I need I need to save these dogs or, you know, do something. This is awful. I, I remember feeling physically ill watching a video, and um, it's it's horrifying. But um, they are working on, you know, um, turning this all around and um, outlawing the, the dog meat trade up there, especially in South Korea. But there's other countries that still do it for sure. But uh, yeah, I found her on Pet Finder. I was looking for a Shiba Inu mix rescue. And um, there's an organization in California near San Diego called ARF. And they take in a lot of the rescued um, animals from the dog meat trade. There's, there's South Koreans that, that, um, you know, actually barricade the, the roads for the slaughter trucks and they pay the drivers off to save all the, um, whatever animals they can that are on the truck. And then they go up for adoption. And luckily Kona was just a puppy puppy, like very young when she was saved. So she still has some trauma, um, like PTSD from all that, but uh, she's an amazing dog. And um, um, and I found her at the ARF um, Angels of Raleigh Foundation, um, and and it was great. It was it was so nice. I fell upon that, and That's she's so such precious. a great yeah. companion. <laughs> and then that was something that I, I thought was 
was important to share because it's it's cool it's yeah. neat yeah and i never knew anything about it until Lindsay told me yeah. what she was doing and i was like holy what yeah it's like you're getting a dog from where yeah <laughs> but it's rad because like i mean your empathy not only extends to animals but you're mm. also a physician assistant so you help people day in day out yeah. like how how did you come about creating that career for yourself and like was that always a plan um, definitely not the plan growing up. I actually thought I was going to be a veterinarian or work with animals. Um, I, you know, my deep rooted love for animals. Um, I always thought maybe go into marine biology or be a veterinarian. And I, and I went to school for animal biology, um, at university of Colorado and did all that. And, um, you know, I worked in a veterinary office as a veterinary assistant for a summer. Um, and it was great, but I, it was hard for me to see, you know, um, it, it was great to be able to help some animals, but it was also tough for me to see people not able to afford care for their animals. And I don't know, it, it, it really affected me. So I decided to go more the human route, <laughs> yeah. um, as far as my schooling. Um, so then I wasn't sure if I won, I, I never really wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to have more, um, autonomy as far as my schedule and I think being a physician you're kind of really tied down to your practice so um I didn't even know what a PA was until you know end of college um and I saw that um you can work in any field and switch fields and um so I switched routes I had to do take human anatomy and physiology in one one semester in the summer and that was super intensive it was like five hour classes with two hour labs um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh got that over with took a, a few other prereqs and then applied to school out in vegas from colorado um and got into toro university out here and um yeah the rest is history as far as pa school goes um I, it's about a three-year program, and then um, I did a couple of my elective, um, basically you do a year of rotations where you um, go through each field and see what, which field you might find yourself working in, and um, uh, let's see, I did, I did a cardiothoracic elective in surgery. Um, I always thought I'd want to work in the OR. And um, that was amazing. Um, the surgeon, the group of surgeons I worked with, they welcomed me in and then they offered me a job after school. Wow. Um, which was an amazing experience. Um, I was working long hours driving mm -hmm. to all the nine hospitals here in town um, and being on call a lot. Um, I had crazy training. It was six months of training. And then... Um, you know, I was just worked to the bone and, you know, I loved, I loved the surgeons I worked for. Um, but it was just, it was wearing me away physically, not physically, but like mentally, physically, I didn't yeah. have any free time working probably 60 hours a week, just, um, and half of that was driving to inner, you know, different hospitals. So, um, it's such a great experience, but I'm like, I'm missing out on actually, um, working with patients and educating and that's kind of more my passion is more like wellness um whereas in surgery i really never see the patient awake so mm -hmm. i'm i'm assisting in surgeries that 
um, you know, they're life-saving, but I never really get to follow up and um, see how they're really doing in, in you know, um, post-op. And um, so, yeah, I, I uh, kind of took a different path and um, went into more primary care and wellness. And um, I have like a more focus on um, naturopathic um, remedies. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not all about prescribing, you know, big pharmaceutical, um, medications. I mean, definitely there's a time and place for, for medication, um, or prescriptions, but if someone can, um, you know, find the root cause of, of their issues and, um, you know, be proactive about their health and, um, um, understand what's going on with their bodies and then that's, definitely more valuable than, um, you know, just treating the symptoms. Absolutely. So just keep yeah. putting band-aids over things. I feel like so many doctors in Vegas do that. They're just like, here, this will cover this. Here, try this. Try yeah, this. everywhere. Like, yeah, uh -huh. it's, it's just a common thing. <laughs> they just need to make the money quick, unfortunately. Yeah, it's true, yeah. yeah. Quali or quantity over quality is as far as patients go. And I try to spend time with patients. And, you know, um, my big thing is, you know, the first thing you got to do is always run labs and and then go from there and we, then we discuss you know ways to prevent ail you know issues um, um, go over family history you know all that it's it's so important and people don't realize like most most doctors and providers don't discuss nutrition or lifestyle and you know the the benefits of sunlight and and getting adequate sleep and, and stress reduction and all that. It's yeah. so important. Yeah. I think it's really cool that you're, I, you have a focus on balancing your world. So like <laughs> you are very involved in your career, but also you love riding motorcycles. You love going on hikes. You like exploring <laughs> yeah. the world. And that kind of just ties into your career because then you're like, Hey, you can do all this stuff if you take care of yourself. And if you educate yourself on how long longevity works, you know? So, right. I think that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. I think it's super important too. I've literally, after turning 40, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so worried about being old and like my body deteriorating, right? So I'm getting up and moving and getting the activities. It's so important. And all that Every morning, getting your early sunlight and um, getting up and walking and um, being active. Weight training for women is so, so important and just... If you can do all that, I promise you, you probably won't need, you know, pharmaceutical intervention, you know, at least most of your life. And um, it's it all starts there. It's so sad to see how many people are stuck on, you know, they think the only solution to their medical issues is um, relying on medical intervention. And when really they have the power to, to prevent um, a lot of disease through their lifestyle. I just had my laps done on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. I got to stay healthy. Got to follow up with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. Everyone should. Every year, I think, is super important to, and then follow trends of, of whatever you're looking at. Um, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, your your health isn't displayed to you on a screen every right. day, you know? Like, you can you can track <laughs> your sleep time, but it's not really, like, it's it's not you as you are so 
it's really important to be up to date on. That'd be so crazy if we just opened an app and it told us, oh, your heart rate is this and now this, 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 and this is where you're messing up. Well, you got your heart rate. You actually can do that. But not like your vitamin D level. Yeah, that's what I mean. Almost like on the video games, like where you have your power levels. Be like, I need a boost here. I need a boost here. Yeah, what would you recommend as just like a daily sort of maintenance routine? Um, You know, sleep is probably the most important thing that people overlook. So at least seven, eight hours of sleep is, is key for most adults. Um, and let's see nutrition for sure. Um, specifically, you know, getting your quota of protein. Um, we need, we need to maintain our muscles. So, um, protein intake is highly important and quality of protein too. You want to get, you know, all your amino acids, um, so even for women, I would say like 100 grams of protein and men, 200 grams, you know, if you're really working out. Um, and what else? I mean, get whole foods, avoid overprocessed foods. Um, everything pretty much at the grocery store is overly processed. And um, so you got to shop on the outer aisles of the grocery store, get the get the fresh vegetables and, and fruits and fill your cart with, you know, no boxed foods and, um, nothing in a, you know, box or bag. Um, let's see. And being active every day, just going for a walk 30 minutes is, you know, great for your mind and your body. And, um, I would say those are like the top things, sleep, sleep, nutrition, and exercise. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and getting outdoors and and getting sunlight. Getting, um, I mean, our bodies need sun. That's why I was so against the lockdowns because staying inside was just the worst thing for our health. Right. And it's just counteracting all of you know. Uh, it's destroying our immune system. Right. We need sunlight to build vitamin D. Majority of people that you know had complications from COVID all had vitamin D deficiencies or obesity, and so that was um, it was. That no one was talking about that during the pandemic. So I think that's important too. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. One of the things I think I struggle with, um, I mean, I'm finding ways around it is traveling all the time and being on motorcycles a lot for those travels. Um, being yes. able to find the right foods when you're quickly stopping at a convenience store <laughs> or like going to Sturgis where they only have hot dogs and not that you she's know. complaining about the hot dogs. I mean, I love <laughs> hot dogs, but like, you know, the, the food is, yeah, it's, uh, it's a food desert, really. Sure. I know. totally like agree. And grabbing what, whatever we can as fast as we can to get back on the road or. Yep. I always bring snacks. I always pack a little cooler in my bag. Um, but yeah, it is that that was always kind of discouraging for me because um, I, 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 I love riding and I love, you know, going to new places, but I always want to incorporate like a hike or something in, into my travels or something where I'm getting outside, um, you know, off the bike and actually being active and getting my blood flowing and finding, you know, nutritious food, um, mm -hmm. or at least bringing something to keep, um, you know, keep that going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ridden with Margo yet? Um, 
in town no. not in long, town? Not oh long my gosh yeah. we had to go on a long journey so it's so funny because Margot she'll amp us up when we're at a gas stop or anything and she'll oh, be like alright 20 push ups 20 squats yeah it's always a challenge and then she'll have like beef sticks for everybody and she's always got her protein like, I love that yeah. yeah so it's like planning ahead and making sure you're able to yep. um, hit your goals while still doing that like I now pack protein greens all that stuff with me on my travels yeah um you can put them in ziploc bags like yep. all sorts of stuff like figuring out ways to do it while you're mobile but i think the stopping and being cognizant of your body that yes. needs movement is yeah. so important yeah stretching yeah moving you know doing some squats and you know open up those hip flexors <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's your so body, you're stationary for so yeah. long, especially with the long distance travel. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't imagine people doing like hoka hay and not stretching. Like, right, <laughs> that's so crazy to me. I would yeah. love to do hoka hay, but I definitely need to stretch every yeah. stop. <laughs> every stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Making I think we're pretty smooth. good at that too, though, because like we'll get on the ground and eat beef sticks and get back up, then get back down, and then we're like moving around. No, you guys are. I. That's that was also somewhat discouraging because a lot of people aren't that ride motorcycles aren't cognizant They're of not. that. So it was frustrating for me to like, you know, be around people that don't care about their health so much or don't think about, um, you know, just or oh, yeah. don't motivate themselves to be active. Right. So. They just ride a long distance, go to the local beer spot, drink I a shit drink ton of beer, beer, and then <laughs> get back, get back the on bike. the motorcycle. And I'm like, how are you living? Like, That's just a <laughs> horrible. Not just drowning out their yeah. joint pain, I yeah. guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Not to say that I don't enjoy like a beer once of we course. get there or something. But yeah, I don't understand how they get there. And it's like pounding drinks all night and then they jump up or get up early and they get back on the bikes i'm like dude yeah that lifestyle's not for me rushing <laughs> it like crushing yourselves <laughs> yeah that only lasts so long i feel like and i, and I like mm -hmm. the long game of being able to plan like i'm gonna live this lifestyle for the rest of my life yep. i want to be 80 hiking angels landing yes and you know um, with no shoes on right yeah just, <laughs> totally. just being able to do all the things i want to do forever Me as too. long as i'm living if yeah. i'm here if i'm not gonna hurt myself then <laughs> i want to be able to do all the things to hurt myself <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you guys hiked angels landing barefoot <laughs> it was awesome brandy did most of the way i just i i did the top end <laughs> But we should talk amazing. about that, though. That was rad. That's the first um, long-distance trip we've gotten to take in a while. Yeah. The last time we went on a long trip was to Sedona for Cindy's birthday. Right. That's and right. And that was pre-pandemic? No, no, no. It was, it was after. pandemic. Yeah. It was during pandemic, I think. Um, Was it 2021? Maybe. I think so. That sounds yeah, about right. Yeah, it was right. a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, I think I still have my necklace on. Oh, <laughs> we bought these at a coffee shop. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good one in Sedona. That was a nice little trip. It was. I love Sedona. Me too. So, yeah. okay. So tell us a little bit about why you picked Sedona and what's the significance of Cindy in the story. <laughs> Sedona was, there. yeah, she, in Sedona was Cindy. Like she, anytime mm -hmm. she wanted to go do something, like she's like, yeah, let's go to Sedona. Let's go Spiritual to Sedona. Spiritual woman. Yeah. She's yeah. our spirit, spirit leader. Yeah. What, what makes Sedona <laughs> spiritual? It's, um, highly electric ground for grounding. Yeah. Like um, there's these there's, spiritual vortexes yeah, out there that tech circles. So you guys stuff. are definitely barefoot. Um, <laughs> Back, what did we do that we, we definitely got in a creek 
Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. And we, we're like, so yeah, we did do a lot of grounding cool while we were there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. We were in the creek, and then we went and rode slide, or we went and um, yeah, we did slide rock, slide rock, and we mm-hmm. went to Jer- Jerome that trip too. That's we right. went up to Jerome yeah. one day. So, so yeah, we went trip. for her birthday. We, um, I called Lindsay up. It had been a while. Lindsay and I were really, really close pre-pandemic. Um, yeah. Then we lost Cindy, and like we both just got busy. We weren't mad at everybody. What do I say? Well, what's wrong? Why are you and Lindsay hanging out? And I'm like, nothing. Our our lives are just different now. Like we're both going in different directions and we still know that we can call one another and all things are good. Like there's no, there's no situation. It was funny though. I got a lot of that. Everybody's like, what happened? I'm like, nothing. Why does anything have to happen? (laughs) Like like, this, it's, it's just different. It's just like, an adult like relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Where <laughs> you know that you have things going on in life and right. you just respect each other. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so I was like, dude, let's let's go on a trip. Like, let's go somewhere. It's been yeah. a while. So she was like, all right. I was like, let's go for Cindy's birthday. And then like Cindy's last trip that she took by herself for her birthday was to Sedona. Oh, wow. So I was like, hell yeah, let's go. And we had freaking so much fun. It was just the two of us. And we pulled over, got into the creek, like we were saying, um, went and rode up to Jerome. I love oh, Jerome. Wow. Jerome's so tight. It's a cute little town. Yeah. Little biker town. Yeah. I found a, town. a little <laughs> Harley Davidson belt buckle in there. It's oh, my cool. favorite one. <laughs> um, but it was funny because the guy was like, it was marked like 50 bucks or something. And I was like, dang, that thing looks like it's been sitting there in a, for a while. And Dustin was like, yeah, let's, we take 20 bucks. And the guy said, yes. Okay. <laughs> so we got it. He's like, I got it for that. $3. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and Dustin was like, hell yeah. <laughs> but it was really neat. It's a cool little town. If you've never rode there, I highly recommend that spot for everybody. Um, it's kind of twisty on the way up and the way down, but. Uh, lots of history too there's like a bunch of it's a ghost like it was an old mining town i think that um a bunch of hippies actually turned it back around and 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 got the the uh sewage system up and going and then it and then i think some bikers came in and took it over and i don't know i don't know how that it's different it's all panned out but yeah (laughs) i just know there's ghosts and there's a hotel that's haunted and everybody you guys actually stayed there when Cindy, with Cindy, when you guys all went up, um, I'm we pretty sure you I did. didn't stay there. Oh, not me. I wasn't with them. Oh, I know you're they about. stayed up yeah. there. I was like, hell no, I'm not going to that. There's ghosts in there. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, there is a haunted I don't mess hotel. With that. No yeah. ghosts for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy though, because there are a lot of haunted places that you don't know that you're in, which is crazy. Cause mm-hmm. like you can take ghost tours in every city and then be like, holy shit, I didn't know that place was haunted. Like it's really? just like, there's constantly stories. I mean, you got to think like people have been roaming this earth That's for true. a long time, you know, but it's still scary. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, like a vicious murder in your room. That's, I think about that every time in a, I'm in a hotel. Yeah, like, I don't know what happened in here. Can you think about like think about Las Vegas casinos? That's and all what the I'm murders saying. stuff that you oh, don't yeah. hear about. There's so many. Mm-hmm. That's true. They they hide that stuff. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. They don't want to affect tourism for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. No, no way. <laughs> Some things going down in Vegas. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so um, I know you went to school out here, but what is was there anything else that turned you on towards Vegas? Um. I don't know. When I lived in Colorado, I would visit Vegas and I always loved it. Not just for like, um, I mean, there's more to offer than just 
the casinos and whatnot. I mean, I, at the time, I loved playing poker, too. So. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I forget about your nights out. Yeah. <laughs> Gambling. I don't, I don't really play anymore. I mean, I, I can if I want to, but I just don't. Um, but, yeah, I would love to play tables, ta- uh, poker at the tables. And um, <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, Texas Hold'em, you know, anything live is more, I don't like the machines. Yeah. It's not, I don't know. It doesn't feel, doesn't feel, uh, doesn't feel right. You don't use your brain power for a machine. You just push the button. Yeah, exactly. There's (laughs) no interaction either. It's like, yeah. So, but, um, it's not, that's not the only thing I would do. I'd come out and just, you know, enjoy the weather from Colorado during the winter. Um, and then there was... University, which is a brand new um, PA school, opened up um, offering a master's program. So there's only a few master's programs at the time. Now everything's a master's for PA school. But um, I, so I applied to that and um, that brought me out. But um, my dad had passed away that same year that I applied to PA schools, which is a huge shock to my family. Um, And uh, it was very sudden. He had um, heart disease. Um, that uh, he had a um, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is an enlarged heart. So over time, the muscle gets so thick that it's hard to pump blood. Um, and it's a genetic um, dis- uh, disorder that he inherited from his dad. Um, and um, I've been checked. I don't have it, but it can mutate at any time. So I still have to get looked at. Um, um, but I think I'm I'm very active, so I think I would know if there's something going on. Um, but uh, my sister does have it. She had a heart transplant. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. She had a heart transplant uh, going on two years ago. So, yeah, yeah, that was um, pretty recent. Yeah. So that was life-saving for her. But she's, you know, she's on a million medications, and it's it's tough. It's um, Her recovery's been kind of hard, but um, she's doing well. And so... But uh, yeah, after my, I mean, switching gears, um, after my dad passed away, you know, my mom wanted to be closer to me too. So she moved out here. Um, um, she, we still kept my childhood home in Cincinnati. Um, so she goes back there every now and then. In fact, we're planning a trip in October to go back. Um, but she's home base here now. Um, so that's kept me out here. And um, I wasn't sure if I was going to stay after PA school, but it is a great place for uh, PAs, mid-level providers to work. Um, there's a lot of need and opportunity out here. So I stayed and, and you know, I love it. I, I have a very good schedule for work. I work three or four days a week, so more part-time, um, which is what I wanted. Uh, you know, I, I didn't want to be tied down to a full-time job, um, and I wanted to have more of an easy schedule. So that's why I like about the PA profession. You can kind of, you can kind of, um, navigate with, you know, um, more time off. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That but, sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds great. I yeah. mean, I, I, I kept that in mind with all my choices was that, mm-hmm. you know, I never really lasted at a job that I had to be there 40 hours, 50 hours a week. Like right. I would do it for like a year and I'm like, gotta go. But <laughs> I now like I can use my skills, all the skills that I've created over the years and be able to do what I want. Really. I make my own schedule. I make sure I'm disciplined. That's the whole thing is that you have to make sure for sure that you have your own discipline. Yeah. And then you can afford a lifestyle that you actually like. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, um, it took several years to, you know, get a good routine. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I really like how how my life has panned out at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. So far. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, I love to be proud of. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Be proud. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, I mean, it's cool that you can just go out and plan your adventures and stuff. I just think that's a huge part. I mean, that you're professional and you can still do that. Like, yeah. that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I, I'll ride to work a lot and, and then patients will see me pull in. They're like, wait, that's you on that bike? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how were you received with the medical field being a motorcyclist? Um, you know, some people are like, why would you ride in such a dangerous town? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm crazy, but I love it. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to not ride because of the dangers, you know, but, uh, um, most people are just like, that's cool. You know, I, I respect that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's just, uh, they see it as a hobby. Some people think I'm probably a little, little too nuts about it, but <laughs> I think they just don't realize, you know, it's, it's a good balance. Yeah. So. That's the the joy it brings and the decompression it brings and the stability yeah. it brings. There's so many things that come from motorcycling. Oh, so sure. even like riding to work, when you leave work, it's like yeah. all the, the stress of the day. It's like, okay, cool. I can't think about any of that. I'm going to get on my bike and I'm going to ride home. Yeah. And you just like, I don't know, it like recharges you. For yeah. sure. It's, it's like my meditation. It clears my mind after work. I don't listen to music in my helmet. So I just, I, I'm there with my own thoughts and so it's a good way for me to process things. And, um, you know, that's, it is my, my little alone time that is nice. Yeah. Uh, Cause I never thought about it. People are constantly pulling from you. Like you go to work and they're just like all of it. You're all of service. So like to be yeah. in your helmet and to decompress, I think that would be. Yeah. It can be demanding essential. sometimes. <laughs> so it is nice to have that. Yeah. Little, uh, and in a car, it's not the same. You're, you're, you, you've got a lot of distractions even in the car. So yeah. I think it is nice to have the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of funny that you're either like one of those people that rides their motorcycles like twice a year or you're <laughs> all in. Yeah, <laughs> right. I found that to be a trend. Like you're like, that's oh, true. that's my lifestyle. Like I have everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny talking to people too because when you talk about it, they like – for us, we ride daily, like most most days, like most weeks, it's a daily thing for us or at least three times a week. So whenever I talk to other people that only ride like once every six months, I'm like, they're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, or I'm speaking I used to Chinese ride, to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I used to ride like five years ago. I'm like, oh, cool. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to relate. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, because why, why do you not still ride? Like, yeah. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like you have to curate your experiences on the motorcycle to be able to really appreciate what it's given you. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? Where are you going next? Where are you, um, where are you riding to? <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's so many places I want to ride. I do want to explore more of the U.S. I know you you all have done a lot of riding throughout the U.S., Um I really want to see the Northeast. I think that would be beautiful, especially in the fall. Um, That's what I'm doing. I you? know. She's yeah. running away. I'm going again. leaf peeping October, the weekend of October 7th, which is like the no prime way. time of the leaf change. Yeah. In uh, New England. Yeah. Oh, my New God. New Hampshire area. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like my dream right now. Oh, yeah. That'll be beautiful. Oh, my yeah. God. Are you taking your bike or are you? No. Uh, my friend has some FXRs out there that we're going to rip oh, around. 
Sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet. That's so perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the destinations or um, um, never rode like the southeast either. So I want to in the Smokies like Ooh, I grew oh up God, going there hi- or camping out there and, and when I was a kid and it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine riding out there. So I really oh, want to get a bike out there. I know you guys have done that too. Mm-hmm. So gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like another world. I mean, compared it, to the West, you know, like yeah. it's just, just totally different. Yeah. So different. Like just. The rainstorms suck though. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do have to prepare for that. Yeah. That's, uh, I got tons of great rain gear after Iceland or before Iceland. So I want to put it to the test. And Did you use it? it? Oh yeah. You guys did? Well, I mean, it's, um. It's insulated jacket that's waterproof mm-hmm. um, and w- waterproof um, over pants. So it's not really rain gear, but it's it it. I was going through water crossings and it just kept me completely dry. So I was I was stoked on my purchases. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, you definitely need that out there. I mean, when yeah. I when I lived in Florida, like you just always always got rained on like i yeah. would just be in my normal clothes and be like i'm just gonna change later right <laughs> that's how i feel if we get rain here i'm like it's so hot i welcome the rain yeah, so yeah. please rain yeah but no no flash floods I was about to say, we were gone this weekend but yeah. did you get to see any of that oh wildness? yeah it's 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 pretty nuts i mean um it usually happens every year though so when people are freaking out um it does i'm like i haven't noticed it it ever like this time like the 15 got washed out like they they closed the road between baker and vegas that that was extreme yeah i don't think that's happened in a while and mount charleston got kind of closed down it's done like the roads in half yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i don't think we've had no that that hasn't Mount Charleston got hit hard, um, but that was from the Hillary. Yeah, hurricane. there was a hurricane on the that, West Coast. That was not this weekend, but um, yeah, I I remember a few years ago, um, massive floods out, especially out in my area, because um, I'm I live at the end of the wash, so I I see all the water you know coming in and uh, from the city. Um, there's a water treatment plant, and then and then it flows past that and and goes under Lake Las Vegas into Lake Mead, so. This time there's a big overflow um, and it was a ton of debris and yeah. that was kind of sad to see. But um, yeah. there's still a lot of debris on the road. So you do have to yeah. be careful when you're riding around because oh, it's, sure. it's like all on the sides mm-hmm. and in the middle. Yeah. So like anytime you're making a turn, you just got to be cognizant. There's yeah. like whole bumpers of cars and we like live like in a spot where there's a, a drain, a big drain ditch. And there was like whole parts of cars. Yeah. I was like, what the? happened while we were gone people forget like (laughs) the last three years have been very dry we haven't had monsoon seasons at all really and so now that we finally get rain people that have moved here since then have no idea what to do in this yeah they're like how do i drive there were so many accidents like before the rain like yeah it was like over a cask and everybody was like oh my god (laughs) i was on my way to Lindsay's uh work on friday and it was right where the road collapsed oh yeah there's a giant (laughs) sinkhole sinkhole. i I got to her work and i was like dude like did you go that way i saw that on vegas issues (laughs) yeah instagram (laughs) i saw it live and in person they had just gotten there like to cone it off and it was wild so oh, it was a sinkhole. The, yeah. Oh, it was crazy. right by Laney Street. Like literally you go down her street. On Jones. Oh. Yeah. And it's it just <laughs> dumped. I was like, what the? I was like, how cool would it be to see like uh, rivers running through Vegas? Because I love it here. 
Um, I know. Obviously, it's very dry, but um, yeah. the rivers. And then I, I was like, wow, that'd be so pretty. And then I looked in the drain ditch and it was full on river coming down the road. I was yeah. like, sick. Yeah. That's what it would be like. Muddy yeah. river and trash. Yeah. <laughs> well, growing up in the South, I'm used to sinkholes. Like I <laughs> dropped a GoPro in a sinkhole once and jumped in. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I was an idiot. I like... I was hiking and I was oh like God. on this little like a uh, wooden bridge oh. and I had my GoPro and I was talking and then there was like a little plank that was missing in the bridge and I tripped in it and my GoPro went flying and I was like, oh my God. And I like jumped off the side and like trying to get it because I saw the red light and I was like, I can get it. And then I was like, oh my God, this is a sinkhole. And then I was like, I'm going to go to China if I keep going here. So <laughs> yeah. I like had to like claw myself out. It was so hard. I was like, oh my God, like oh my God. those are actual sinkholes. Like uh -uh. there's yeah, like cave full. system. That's yeah, crazy. it's. I'm. Yeah, I know. So I'm glad you're still yeah. here. Yeah, you know, rest in peace, Kristen. Got swallowed by a sinkhole. <laughs> R.I.P. Would would do that. Um, but anyways, uh, back to writing. Sorry. What is? Yeah, okay. <laughs> what advice would you give to new writers coming into the scene? Um. You know, I think about that all the time. Like what other people told me. Um, but I would say just sticking with your instincts and, um, getting out and writing as much as you can, if you're into it, um, it's try different bikes. Um, just get out and, and you don't have to ride with other people, but it might help to have like one or two other people that, you know, are experienced and mm -hmm. ride with them at first. But, um, yeah, just get up and ride and go to, you know, instead of driving to um, work, go to get on your bike. And then the more comfortable you, you feel, the more you'll venture out. And, um, you know, solo riding is, is great. Um, but I know it, it's a little scary at times, but I think it's, it's a good way to develop as a rider. Yeah. And what would, advice would you give to somebody that's looking to travel abroad for motorcycling? Um, oof. I would trust the people that are, are, you know, running whatever tour it is. Um, you know, it, that's always big. I mean, um, there's a lot of liability out there and, mm -hmm. and dangers. And if you don't know the language or you don't know, um, obviously the terrain, then, then that can be super dangerous. But, um, yeah, I've only done those two trips and it was through tour tour groups that, you know, I could see their social media presence and they have, you know, a lot of mutual followers and, and other people I knew that went on the trip. So um, um, that's a that's definitely important. But um, I mean, like I've been to Hawaii where I've rented motorcycles on my own and that was a great experience. So, I mean, Hawaii is Hawaii, though. It's <laughs> you can't go wrong there. Yeah. Um, but abroad as far as other countries i just you know pick and choose make sure it's it's safe and um and you have people that are guiding you that you can trust um i don't know if i'd necessarily do a solo trip in a, in a country i've never been to yeah yeah i find that's very helpful you have established a layer of trust with whoever you're going with yeah mm -hmm. we did belize and we went um i actually had interviewed this lady for um daughters of the road years ago and mm -hmm. finally we made the trip. So like, I already knew her story. I knew that this was an established business mm -hmm. and it was 
so much easier just to go there and have that foundation of trust for sure. in that yeah. person. Yeah. It can be dangerous for sure. Yeah. Emma was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please. Highly recommend alternate adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what's your next milestone and uh, where do you see yourself in about five to 10 years? Um, man, uh, I always, <laughs> it's a love hate relationship with Vegas. I, I always see myself leaving cause I, <laughs> I just can't stand the summers here, but, um, you know, I have a lot of, uh, you know, my family's here, and um, but my soul wants to pull me to somewhere with four seasons. Um, so I'm not sure if I'll stay here for the long run, but I do, I do love Vegas. I mean, it has so much to offer, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll still be working in the medical field. I, I don't know. I'm kind of established where I'm at, so I don't see much change. I definitely want to do more traveling, though, mm-hmm. and um, maybe go to Alaska on a trip, do a motorcycle trip up there. I would love to do the whole coast, the whole West coast, but that would take weeks. So I got to plan for that with work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, do more traveling, um, more in the U S explore more here. Um, and you know, maybe abroad, my next trip would be like Switzerland and riding out there. Um, or you know Norway and Sweden. I've always wanted to check those beautiful countries out and yeah, and experience that part of the world too. Yeah, I, I love, love that. Them. Yeah, and that's true. There's so much beauty in the United States. Like yeah. people underestimate. There's just so much to see, and it's ever evolving as you go across the span of the U.S. So yeah, that's what's really cool about it. Um, making a whole trip out of it, you just see so much different terrain and oh for sure and it changes every time you ride it too it's like we Mm -hmm. rode zion we just all rode zion a few weeks ago and we rode it probably a bazillion times before that but i'm like wow we're so lucky look how close we live to all this beautifulness Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah like i rode the million dollar highway in freezing cold rain Mm -hmm. and then the next year i came (laughs) back and it was like beautiful 70 degrees like there was flowers everywhere and I'm like, this is literally the same day I was here last year and it's totally different. So it's oh, yeah. always different. I don't yeah. think I've ever rode the million dollar highway and it looked the same ever. Like no. I've seen it with snow on it with rain on it. But yeah. Yeah. And it's, green it's been and... sunny every time I've ridden it, but nice. I got lucky. I know. <laughs> Usually <laughs> bad weather follows me and it's, <laughs> it's every turn. I swear we did a ride from California once and we got torrential rain up through Nipton, it got super cold, and I remember we were like frozen. Our okay, our that's when we got feet. pulled over. That was another me oh, and you yeah. trip because we, we got pulled over, and they said who was leading. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, we're just going. <laughs> yeah, we were coming through the park, and I think it was a fifty-five, and I think we were going ninety. Oh sure, I'm sure. <laughs> I've gotten pulled over countless times, and I've gotten out of every ticket. I don't know how. We got out of that one, too. I'm grateful On for the that. motorcycles. Yeah. I haven't gotten out of tickets. The car, the car's <laughs> a different story. But. Kristen likes to double, cross double, what was it, double lines or whatever? Yeah, it had just turned double lines. But I passed a park ranger. <laughs> oh. He lit her, lit her up exactly right when she went They past. don't let you off. They don't play, man. And that's like a federal fence, too. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Her and Lainey both got tickets, yeah, and me and Arissa were like, shoot. we yeah. pulled over, and the cop was like, you guys need to get out of here. Y'all oh, need yeah, to leave like, now. Oh, yeah, like, but like, then oh. <laughs> a few minutes later down the road, we stopped to see all these. What was it like antelope or something? Antelope wasn't or something. It? Yeah. And uh, 
and she stopped and i was like god damn it she's right she's back here but she was super nice telling us all about these animals mm-hmm. and i'm like uh, bitch you just broke uh, me a ticket <laughs> i'm like you remember that 700 dollars i owe you <laughs> we cool We're, yeah <laughs> can i give this back <laughs> uh, no nah, but that was such a good trip uh, man yeah but i don't remember or yeah yeah that was the i don't remember the rain i remember being cold now Oh, we got soaked. We, got and we had to stop on. in a gas station and heat up and get coffee. And it was it was late. It was dark. Yeah. Um, I remember just fr- freezing my ass off at the time because we weren't prepared for that kind of weather. I think we went to like San Diego and oh yeah, one of that our little sense. California getaways, runaways. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we need to do some more getting away. Yeah, we need to break in motorcycles. So we should definitely start yes. planning that we stuff. We need to. I'm yeah, sure. I mean, I'm talking about Texas tomorrow. What y'all think? <laughs> I know. I saw you saying know, that. Are you really? Um, I just have to find out. My sister needs some help out in back home. So Aww. if um, they have a day air show and it's like How their long first is that event trip, it's only a thousand miles. Like um, there, yeah. Oh, yeah. One way, yeah. (laughs) But it's not a bad day. Like like, if you leave at five and just go straight through, it's really not that bad. Yeah, I have like 250 miles until I'm broken in. Got to get a dyno tune and an oil change at that point, and then I can I can go on the road. That's awesome. But I think I'm at like 500. Nice. She already but, knocked it out. Yeah. <laughs> I saw her riding around the, the lake and I was like, I know exactly what she was doing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. I just, getting that motor broken. I'm back in town. I'm ready for action, guys. <laughs> but yeah. So anyways, thank you so much yeah. again yeah. for Thanks spending for your, having me. Yeah. You're having I'm, shared I'm not space. one to talk about myself very much. So I love it. I love your story. And yeah. you're an inspiration to both of us for oh, everything you. you do from like your service and your career to just being a badass on the motorcycle mm-hmm. you know we love hanging out with you love traveling with you so oh, we likewise hope to do and i'm so you. grateful for our trip to zion it was so nice riding be- between i mean beside so both awesome. of you guys like you guys both have inspired me for many many years and i love you guys to, to death you. so it was really rad to have you both alongside and us all doing the damn thing together and oh, knowing yeah. that i could take you down some gnarly roads and <laughs> knowing that oh, we'll God. be all right yeah well, she had I lost did, her phone too. So. I, I could hear her yelling at me. I was like, she's like, I'm fucking over this. <laughs> the, the rivets this, and the ruts in the road. I just thought it was funny that she said it was down the road. It is down the road. It's not too I'm like, far. when is this ending? It was like 30 minutes of off-roading our Harleys. Like, I have to trade my bike in like the next day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, like, I better not dump this thing. That was fun yeah. though. It was. It was, it was different. It yeah. was a lot. It was definitely not for Harleys that road yeah. so water canyon in zion not a harley ride yeah so. we need to go back <laughs> yeah maybe on a dual sport or something yeah <laughs> i'm down for sure let's backpack it with our tents like we did for that yeah. one trip with margo the dirt bikes oh, yeah awesome yeah we should totally i'd do love that. to do that yeah. we I'm could down. take the yeah let's do that yeah so right. let's get back into our red rock harley davidson segment tell us what's happening out um, at red rock oh we got some things coming up so this weekend um what is it it's a I knew I was going to do this is exactly when you said this, Kristen Lawson. My dates went blank. Uh, <laughs> so on the 16th, we have our Route 66 poker run. Um, starts at 730 in the morning check-in. It will begin and end at Red Rock Harley-Davidson. We are going to have an awesome um, after 
party. So be sure to check that out. We also have the brawl coming up. And I'm really, really excited about the brawl because we are doing an all-female stunt show on Friday. So with Dela Crew, um, Stoke Dre is coming out. A lot of powerhouses that are going to be riding women riders on Friday. So come out to the dealership on October 6th. Um, we should be posting a lot more about that, getting some content together for it. Um, and then on the 7th, of course, we'll have Brawl. And then that takes us into our bike night for um, Halloween. So that's awesome. What we got coming up in the next Ooh. few weeks. So October 26th will be our final bike night of the season because it will start to get kind of cold. Yeah, your costumes. Yeah, you can wear your costume. <laughs> yeah, pull up. Pull up. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we got going on at the dealership. We also have some new team members. So if you've not been by the dealership, be sure to stop by, say hello to Jamie and um, Demi, Gabby. Lots of rad women on the sales floor. So yeah, definitely. And um, she didn't upplay it that much, but the brawl is a big, big, big weekend for Las Vegas mm -hmm, in yeah. general. And um, sure. there's so many vendors that come out. There's a ton of people that visit the dealership. Yep. Um, a lot of people that you see on Instagram probably are going to be <laughs> out there stunt yes. riding, doing amazing, amazing things. So for sure. please do come out if you are in town for the brawl. Um, it'll be a great weekend. Also, um, if you do find inspiration to go find your new motorcycle at Red Rock Harley Davidson, please do mention Daughters of the Road. That sent you there. Um, and then we've got Sin City Motor Girl stuff coming up, too. Yeah. Tell us about that. So I'm really, really pumped about that. Um, we have the Sin City Motor Girl camp out coming up on October 20th through the 22nd. Uh, we'll meet up at the dealership, and then we'll ride out to our destination. Um, it is out in Moapa Valley. It's at a really cool little ranch. Um, we don't give exact details because we want the girls to have fun and it to be a surprise if they've never been out that way. So um, you'll get your full itinerary the week before we leave. And yeah, it's going to be a great time. We've got some cool guests. Uh, Nicole will be back out doing silversmith classes. We've got Nicole, uh, Jennifer Nicole. She's going to be doing uh, organic candles and she's packaging them in like these motorcycle safe little containers so that you could ride home with your candle that you make that's awesome. so that's really rad and then uh dana the desert is gonna be there which i'm really really excited about um she owns the rooted lounge she's huge inspiration to many people so stoked to have her out to do um what she's gonna do it's a surprise so yeah so if you don't know dana does um sound bath meditations uh, medicinal ceremonies all sorts of cool things that really just bring you in alignment of your mind and body. So yep. that'll be exciting. Whatever she's got up her sleeve is going to be really great. Yeah, I'm really stoked about it. And then, of course, Brandy will be DJing. Um, Brandy Lee, she's started a new venture in DJing, so she's going to be out there uh, hosting our dance party. And then, of course, uh, her wife, Nancy, will be pouring drinks for us um, with her sip and pour bar. Nice. Very so, cool. Yeah. Whole girl gang thing going yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. And then a new thing, you guys started the uh, scholarship program Yep, through Red Rock. Yes. Yeah. So, so how do you get entered for that? So to get entered for a scholarship, we just ask that you post an Instagram story real. I'm sorry, not uh, it has to be a hard post. And just tell us why you want to ride. And um, yeah, then we're kind of pull everybody together and see what stories make are so very impactful. Everybody's story is impactful, obviously. But um yeah, that's and it. that's a scholarship <laughs> for a free writing, uh, writer academy training course. So. Basic writing academy class. Um, also, 
I, anytime we do a scholarship for anybody, I always encourage you to come over, do the jump start, and I usually do those one-on-one -on -one with people just to get them prepared because I don't want you to jump into the class and not have at least the basic skills to be able to accomplish or complete your class. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a big investment for the Writing Academy class. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, what is it, $500 now? Uh, it's $450. $450, yeah, basically $500. <laughs> so, you know, if you're if you're somebody that wants to learn how to ride and doesn't necessarily have the resources, this is a great resource, and you also have access to Brandy, who will show you the controls, make you feel welcome. Everybody at Red Rock is going to just be all in with your journey. So yep. know that you're in good hands. Beginning to end from learning to crawl to taking cross country trips. Red Rock has your back. Yeah. So yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in again for another episode of Daughters of the Road podcast. We are on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, everywhere that you probably find your content, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that jazz. So give us a follow subscribe, like, all that jazz, and tell us what you found the most interesting on the podcast. And until next time. <laughs> <laughs>